There's nothing like snook hook sets at dawn or catching a tarpon in the moonlight. Find your next fishing trip made easy on fishingbooker.com and experience the magic of the Sunshine State or any other destination on your fishing bucket list. Book a blue water adventure in search of sailfish or go snapper fishing with the kids. With over 6,000 captains and trips to choose from, planning your next one just got a whole lot easier. Download the Fishing Booker app on the Google Play or App Store or visit them online at fishingbooker.com to book your trip today. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 46% of Americans expect to leave behind financial obligations when they pass away. So it's crucial to make sure your family is financially protected. Policy Genius helps you find the right life insurance coverage by comparing options from America's top insurers with help from licensed, award winning agents. Secure your financial future with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com to get free life insurance quotes in just a few clicks. That's policygenius.com. Hey, I'm Tyler. And I'm KC. And you're listening to The Element Podcast. Get back. Don't you do it. That's a Fuji dog right there. <laughs> We are uh, sitting outside, actually, <laughs> and we're about to do a roundtable with one of our friends, our newfound friends, Mr. Daniel Holder from the Hunt, Fish, Eat podcast, and so uh, we're just going to start into the conversation pretty quick here, um, but just wanted to run you guys through the fact that we just released a crappie fishing video, and this isn't just a hype session, this isn't just a, you know ripping lips you know highlight this is a how-to fish for crappie in the pre-spawn especially if you got a 2021 skeeter <laughs> and you got a live scope and when you say isn't just that implies that there is quite a bit of that in the there, video yeah there's a there's some ripping man we yeah. uh i don't know how many we took home but i bet we had uh if you count the bites that hunter missed we probably had a few thousand bites. <laughs> no, yeah. we had uh, we probably had about twenty twenty five bites. Uh, we probably I think we ended up like fifteen before you guys went back out. Um, but we did a we did a couple hours on the lake and saw how effective live scoping can be, especially when you're talking about pre spawn fish in the eight to ten eleven foot depth. And it was a lot of fun, and they caught big ones, man. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool to. Just be out there. It's my first time getting, you know, experience live scope or whatever. Um, it's not as guaranteed as like what you think it'd be, but it's it's real cool. Yeah, it's not video game esque. I don't feel like as much as what I thought it was going to be either. So it was a lot of fun. Uh, the amount of time I spent on the lake um, left me sick, literally. <laughs> so that's why y'all hear my voice being real weird. But uh, uh, we had a lot of fun, and then it was great to just get to hang out with Daniel, do some fishing with him, and uh, he. 
Made us a delicious elk steak meal that night. Oregano. And, yeah. It's the key ingredient, man. Yeah. You I know, that's not as... Uh, I like that food, but I don't think I'm like... I'm going to put oregano on all my steaks from now on. Really? Yeah. No. I liked it. I'm I not going to put it on every steak either, but I mean, I think I'm going to try it every I'm once still a while. salt, pepper, butter, oh. maybe some garlic type yeah. guy. It's yeah. just kind of the way I roll. But it yeah. was it was delicious either way. And my wife liked it, which made a big difference. Um because I live for her, of course. So, yeah. you know, yeah. whatever makes her happy. Yep. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. It's and almost when, as if you wanted her to hear that or something. Right. It's almost like she's over there 15 yards away. Do you away. think she's going to listen to this podcast? No, but I think she listened. She already actually heard the live version. Her and uh, her and Hunter's wife were in there talking smack about us the whole time while we were saying dumb things on the yeah. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, because I could see them, you know, they were rolling when I was talking. They loved my com- my comedy mainly. That's right. So. Yeah. Yeah. Tyler's uh, comments in particular, they were laughing at They thought lot. hilarious, man. <laughs> so, uh, if y'all want to laugh, too, and just enjoy a good conversation, uh, let's get into that with Daniel and Hunter. Dunter. I'm Tyler Jones from the Element Podcast. I am Casey Sis- <clears throat> Sisk. <laughs> no, I wish. <laughs> if so, I'd be shooting giant bucks in the uh, South Texas. <laughs> um, what? You changed your name when you got married. I oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I'm Casey Smith from the Element Wild, which is uh, our social media channels. <laughs> okay. I'm Daniel Holder with Hunt Fish Eat Podcast. And yours truly, Hunter the Hunter. Mm. With we? No, he's he knows. With we? <laughs> Everybody knows, man. He's, uh, HTH. He's on a first name basis. I saw a commercial today with uh, Serena Williams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She said, uh, you know you've made it when people know you by your first name or by yeah. one name or something mm. like that. Yeah. So... Tyler the Trap. H T H. That's right. H T H. H T H. We uh we're sitting around dinner table right now. Hunter is trying not to breathe and uh <laughs> <laughs> eat sausages. Uh we got these uh sausages right in front of us. If you watch some of the pig hunt videos, you know that the Cody Brown is a man for men. He's the man's yes, man. Yep. Uh and he he uh did some pineapple. Pineapple bacon, bacon and, and jalapeno and cheese. And uh, there's a great discrepancy in the heat in some of these jalapeno and cheese sure, sausages. Man. For sure, Yeah, Mr. Kansas City, you don't have a lot of spicy barbecue up there. So. No, we have a lot of sweet, man. Yeah. We got, so. yeah, so I'm sure that was a, a kick. I, I thought it was pretty good. Like, it was it definitely was good. spicy it was for hot. me, too. Yeah. yeah, it was just hot. For a Texan, I'm not like a... <clears throat> I'm a medium, like middle of the road, spicy guy. Mm-hmm. I'm not the guy who's like, give me that habanero, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like a good, good burn with a good flavor. That's me too, man. I think, yeah. I think when you get food that's like that too, you you know it's good food because yeah. uh, if it's consistent, then it's being made by like General Mills or somebody. You know, it's like, yeah. ooh. Cody said he tried a new casing on these, and he wasn't a big fan of it. Personally, I didn't even. I thought it was really good. It was good yeah. smoke flavor too yeah. to them, and yeah. especially for like homemade sausages, those are really really good. Yeah, but this is you know like the sideshow act to the supper that we just had. Yeah, Daniel uh, brought down some elk tenderloin, mm-hmm. made some wild game stock polenta, and some sautéed Brussels sprouts in bacon grease. Yes, sir. And we just mm-hmm. ate. I think I ate. Seven serving sizes for a normal adult human of supper. So uh, there's a lot of food. Yeah. Made my wife like steak. So yeah, she went back for you. seconds, man. I know. Man. Uh, I, I was very, uh, very flattered by that. Yeah, so, man. Yeah. Four years ago, she wasn't eating much. She's a vegan, steak. right? Yeah, yeah. she's vegan now. Mm-hmm. We would eat it. The, we'd eat the RV, and it had to be ground meat only on the elk. Mm. But uh, now, with how delicious your elk was. 
of course, Tyler and I are like, mm, we got to go elk hunting this year and kill one because it's yep. been too long. Yep. But I don't know. It's been, it was a delicious meal. So it thank was. you, man. Did well, you, uh, you did you come by the cooking honest like just growing up with it or how did how did you like you know get into the culinary yeah, scene? Um, so I like to eat food. Yeah. Um, and so I, I've always liked to eat. Couldn't tell at all. Yep. yep. Um, <sighs> My so what's interesting is my dad is a chemist. You know, he's yeah. doctorate in chemistry, and he liked to cook growing Which up. Cooking is it's chemistry. chemistry. Yeah, chemistry, yeah. right? It's so uh, denaturization. Yep, having all that different stuff. So I learned from him. My mom's not much of a cook. I mean, yeah. like Christmas dinner, Thanksgiving, my dad does all the cooking. So I just kind of picked it up from him. I really enjoyed it. You know, um, I like eating good food, and you know, like I was t- telling you earlier, so I process all my own game, and so. It's to me, that's one big thing about hunting, mm-hmm. to being able to, you know, get that stuff. And um, I really love that aspect of hunting. And just uh, one of my favorite things is making food for people that I like, you know, and, and friends and family. And too bad I had to cook for you guys tonight, too. Yeah, but, he wasn't going to cook until <laughs> yeah. Tyler said he was coming over. So he's like, okay, I'll cook fine. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler's going to eat, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. Even though he left his high and dry in the boat with Pop all day and you know, didn't, didn't come join us. He came to us 30 more minutes. Yeah, exactly. Well, 30 minutes. Yeah. So. Well, last time I talked to you, it seemed like you had your hands full of Pop, and I was like, I don't think we need another person in the boat, probably. I thought you were going to give him a dad, so, honestly. Y'all would have had a good time. You think? Yeah, yeah Butch called a couple bass. Yeah. Um, yeah but, uh, Old Bassmaster Butch. Yeah, he's out yeah. there with Mo. You see, we had boat problems here. So here's the deal, guys. Um, we met Daniel back at the hog hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, him and Hunter, of course, got super well acquainted on a tundra expedition, Hunter saved my life. <laughs> Did he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. I thought it was the dog that y'all warmed up with. That helped too. Yeah. But before I, oatmeal I wouldn't, cream that pies. One, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Those were the same. Frozen savers. oatmeal cream pies. I man. think I'm lost here. What's going on? You remember they went back to the truck early whenever we were making well, the loop. So do you remember when we were crossing that creek? Oh And yeah. I had muck boots, right? And so I had to. I walked down with Cody Brown. Yeah. Talked about him. Yeah. <laughs> so we get back and it's just me, Hunter, and Cody are across the creek now, right? And so we start. Well, let's go walk our bases. And um, I start realizing it's getting real thick. And so I can't see Cody anymore, and I'm like, I see Hunter. And I didn't know Hunter's name at this point. I'd just seen him that morning. But I'm like, you know what? Like, I didn't mark the truck. I didn't do anything. So I'm like, I should probably stay near somebody that knows what they're doing. So I get kind of close to Hunter. And we both <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. You right? heard so, that. You heard that. This is my natural I, appearance. You look like you know what you're doing. didn't know anything about it. He was very confident. I look like it. He was very confident. I look like it. Don't take yeah. it for granted. <laughs> so we, I get Elmer close Fudd, to him. Elmer Fudd's also <laughs> a confident guy. Okay? So. It's the Bill Dance vibes you put off. That's what it was. You got to get that Tennessee hat, man. You would, you would embody it. But we, uh, Somebody send one. That's right. We got to a fence. And um, I was like, Cody, you, you at this fence? No, Cody. Me and her are like, do you know where Cody's? No, just two of us. So I'm like, so I, I asked what your name was, I think. And then uh, you're like, we're going to go this way. You're very confident about where we're going. And you're like, we should hit the road here pretty soon. And we hit the lake, which is the opposite direction of where we, we thought we were going. <laughs> so he checks his on X. And he's like, man, it's telling me this. are not always what they <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we start moving, and the thing's not moving on the on X, right? Mm. Yep, and so we uh, got that part for sure. That's yeah. right. Lost. I didn't have the map downloaded. <laughs> yeah, uh, offline. I was had yep. no service. So it's all right. Yeah, it's because of that very... Rex Hunter discrepancy we had. Yep. It was, it, and mm-hmm. that we had a very <laughs> <laughs> yes. It was, the account didn't know who who was That's figuring it. it. Yeah. Um, yep. The there was overcast, like heavy, heavy clouds. So. No idea. Of Chips, the sun. Didn't Chips didn't work. Chips didn't work. They can't work. Couldn't see the stars either. Yeah. yeah. yeah you know. No wind, so we couldn't know what. That's you right. Try to find some moss, you know, for the north side of the tree. Yeah. yeah. Not enough yeah. moisture. So what was I, interesting I, about this this whole thing that morning was that like about 
40 percent of the people involved in this thing didn't know each other's names yeah so we would be like i would like be joined up with like kc and eric or whatever and i'd be like and then like sam and john would come in and i'd be like man i hadn't seen daniel in a while or whatever and they'd be like oh he's right there and they'd be like you know i'd be like We'd find out like a couple minutes later that they were talking about Chris Webb or something like yeah. that, you know. And it's like yeah. these guys have no uh, clue who well, anybody like, is. We got in touch with you, Tyler, and uh, you're talking to Hunter, and you're like, "Man, tell all those guys I'm sorry that we got separated." Hunter's like, "It's just me and Daniel." Like, wait, Chris and Cody aren't with you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, we don't Dude. know where they were. I have no clue where Chris Webb ended Dude. up. Uh, we you, found, did you phone the creek? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just just a little bit. Just a little okay. bit wet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fifty percent. We, 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 we were the creek buddies for sure. Yeah, and then. We met up, or I called you. I was like, hey, where y'all at? And you're like, you know, I told you where we were at. And I was like, my map's not working. And you let me know. And you said, well, we're going to be passing you in a couple oh, yeah. minutes. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to be, I'll be whistling. You know how we do the, the <laughs> yeah, whistle? Yeah. Oh, What's it whistling. sound like? Yeah. Yeah, do what Bob White was for him. Yeah. So, so y'all have that old man like whistle lip thing I'm going here on. I don't know how to do that. Whistling I can whistle in good like a like a into voice, the wilderness, though. and somebody whistles back. Same whistle. Yeah. Well, and I'm like, it actually was Bob White. I was like, okay, that's Tyler right there. I'm like, we're good to go. And it was like 20 yards away. Like it was close. I'm like, I he, think it was Chris. Well, it, <laughs> it gets I better. Heard the, I heard the whistle okay. too, dude. I'm telling and, you. And but then I was like, okay, you know, I was yelling. I was like, hey, Tyler. You know, nobody answered. And then I'm like, oh. where'd you go? Like, yelling you know now. Like, where are you? I did that then, whistle in the woods. And nobody. And you know what I got back? Can't whistle. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Sam Hogan did to me. Can't whistle. Can't whistle. Well, what's crazy is like, so we do this whistle, and we're like, we hear the whistle. So we're standing there waiting. And um, about five minutes goes by, and you're like, and I, I go, that was a whistle, right? That wasn't like, we didn't like make that up. Yeah, it was a pretty positive whistle. Um, and so we call you guys, drop our pins, and we're like wildly in different places. So mm-hmm. um, what, what Hunter and I figured out was it was most likely a Bigfoot um, that that's whistled right. back at us. Yeah, so yep. that's what we're, we're thinking happened. But Are you thinking that there should be a season in Texas for Bigfoots, or is it still uh, we working on that population Well, you density? know, Oklahoma just opened the season um, <clears throat> earlier this year, mm-hmm. and so I, I, don't, I don't see why – Texas shouldn't follow maybe oh, Kansas. Kansas. Be migrating to do, up to Kansas and sure. down to Texas. Yeah. Do the expansion of the natives' lands up there. Is that why they? Opened? I think so. You know, and habitat too. Um, yeah. You know, they've gotten some habitat loss in the Panhandle, and so they've been moving out. You know, oh, it's a big fire from a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, right. yeah. So, yeah. It, cornering, it, it, pressuring them. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm choking over here. I'm choking. Trying not to talk. Used, to, used to, he's good at it now. He's good at not doing it. But used to, man, we'd I'm be talking. Right, Hunter, I can't help it. <laughs> we'd be talking. I'd be talking, and I'd have you know, st- take a second to get the words out. And he would just do this little like puppy dog, like like a little turn of the head, you know. And I, I, at that point, I can't talk at all. You know, it's over. It's I'm sorry, over. I don't try to be critical. I just am. So. <laughs> Um, but we all got to know each other really well on that hog hunt. If y'all haven't watched that YouTube video, we'll put a link below. It's a, it's pretty fun. Uh, shot some pigs with some CZ uh, shotguns yes, that mm-hmm. uh, Daniel brought to let us use. It's pr- uh, actually my first time using a uh, semi-auto, mm-hmm. uh, really, to shoot animals. and uh, much. It's pretty pretty cool. But, yeah, check that out. And um, somehow or another, uh, you and Hunter, you know, you ended up back at Brian's truck. Yep. 
and y'all had like hours of conversation. Yeah. And somewhere along the way, y'all long just walks, got, man. Y'all just got long walks on the beach. Well, we killed um, pigs, so yeah, you know, it took we long. had to do a lot of butchering. But somehow or another, y'all got to talking about the Sasquatch thing a little yeah. bit, right? And well, Hunter has had some his hand in some Sasquatch Sasquatch management or skunk mm-hmm. ape, should I say? I don't know really, mm-hmm. you know, where Bigfoot, the cultural lines Yeti. blur mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. I feel like Bigfoot's like. It's uh, you know, rednecks. Sometimes people feel that as an offensive thing a little mm-hmm. bit. Sometimes, Pejorative like if term. you're a redneck and you call people rednecks, it ain't no big deal. Mm-hmm. But if you're like from the city and you say, it's, I feel like Bigfoot's the same thing. It's if like, you're if you're a if Bigfoot. you're not from Bigfoot country and you say Bigfoot, it's kind of like, are you being derogatory here? You know, is mm-hmm. it? Or know. if you're a Bigfoot, only other big you know Bigfoots can call you a skunk ape. Yeah, this sounds mm, a lot okay. like uh, you, sense, you don't yeah. you don't want to just be throwing that around. No, you don't say that word. So you're speaking in the, in the same uh, positive um, terms here that like Bigfoot experts speak in, where they know exactly what they're well, doing. I think all it's because you have some experience. I, I I have had some with Bigfoot habitat management. Mm-hmm. Not, you do management. For I them? do not. I oh. do not. We get a lot of requests for management. A lot. Uh, you know, fair. More really? than, you know, I ever expect. More than one? So, how, how often people, do you get... Versus duck hunt emails. How, like, people who are like, hey, do this to, to get more ducks. Mm, I don't know. That's they, that's a... that's a Probably a... Is it classified? Uh, yeah. I see. You probably can't tell that's, us. But that's probably yeah. like a... a uh, 10 to 2. Really? No way. Like 20%. 20% are Bigfoot. Is it the Tell same person ha- on the Bigfoot? Or multiple people, right? No, we get, we get is, multiple it a, is it a Bigfoot? society of people? <clears throat> or are these vigilantes? It, if it's a society, then there's some burner accounts. You know, trying to feel my way yeah. through and figure yeah, out what's what. Mm-hmm. You were saying. Um, well, what I, what I per- particularly liked about this was, because I kind of made a, a joke about Bigfoot, and you quickly corrected me, explained yes. that I was I was incorrect. Mm. And... Um, <laughs> And these people that are approaching you, I didn't want to you, get back to Bigfoot that he was being yeah, for sure. About them. For sure. Well, what I liked a lot about it was that these these people aren't mad at you because you guys don't believe in Bigfoot. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but um, they're upset because you guys aren't managing for proper habitat for Bigfoot. Yeah. Yes, right. that, that's okay. what it comes down to. Is uh, it a problem with like tree density? Are they the telling you how to manage, it, or are they just saying you're not doing it right, or you need to be doing more? They are telling us we're not doing it right. Mm-hmm. They had. They know. Do they have a plan? They don't have a plan, but they oh. also don't know what is right. I wish they would give Why you suggestions. There's so many parameters. They just. It's. It's just basically all they can tell us is that we're doing it wrong. How? Sounds like my granddad. Oh, yeah. I know. It's like any time. It sounds like you're holding a flashlight for your stepdad. <laughs> yep. You know. Yeah. You, know, you ain't doing it right no matter what yep. you do. Mm-hmm. Yep. See, that's weird to me. <laughs> like, how do you? How do you? Uh, well, from what I understand, the hunting grounds are like the bottoms, correct? And the, the, their bedding area is more grasslands? Well, yes. In our particular region, that is what they have <laughs> Sorry, found. Sorry, correct. I should preface uh, that. Yep. In in the they, region of East Texas, there is... Okay. Uh, How many habitat regions are there for big feats? Ooh. I don't know. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. But uh, it depends mm-hmm. on if Bigfoot or big feet. It depends What's on if plural? you're... Yeah, we were exactly. told uh, by the cryptozoologist that we talked to that it could be either one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's fluid. It was... Uh, it's good to fluid. Know. It's like dove and doves. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it depends on probably if you're like a grouper or a separator or whatever they call it, right? So mm-hmm. like some people say there's 27 subspecies of whitetail. Some people say there's six. Some people say there's just one whitetail, right? Mm-hmm. So 
probably depends on which mm-hmm. crypto you're talking to about how they feel about the feet. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And yeah. their clans and their histories. And Do you have a burial ground in your place? Because I hear that's a pretty big deal. Like, apparently Bigfoot's are uh my goal is to use every plural i can I was just uh, <laughs> uh, be inclusive they, like, yeah like big feet's burial ground yeah apparently it's a big deal like they're they're where they bury their their dead is like a big deal to them you'll have to give me a description like is i mean i'm certain it doesn't remember have that thing, remember that thing we found in the woods and you and i were standing on top of that hill we're like what is this yes that's a bigfoot burial ground yeah when we were out there at uh cedar creek wma now was going to go to Cedar Creek. <laughs> yeah. WMA. yeah, that's yeah, the that, one. That one. Island, Cedar Creek Island. Cedar Creek Island. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. Okay. So, do you really know be. anything about Big Feet? About their habits, their habitat? Honestly? Yeah. Like, I mean, ha- <laughs> I like, know have- some, some stuff that can't be told. I was going to say, yeah. he can't say is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. In, mm-hmm. in the. I mean, it, it's it's classified. It's kind oh, of like UFO type stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert: they don't exist. <laughs> you know, we've had this conversation in the past, <laughs> but I can't respond that. I, I would can't say, respond to emails with that. I was a pretty big believer <laughs> until uh, until the trail yeah. camera. It's a good way to get happened. a return email. Yeah, you know, trail yeah. cameras kind of just kind of kill the Bigfoot thing. My for theory me. is that they're you a water-based my... animal. Yeah. So yeah. they do come on land a little bit, but uh, swim majority of their time in the water. Amphibious. I, you know? I watched uh, there's, sure. that kind of goes back to some type of a Godzilla movie that I mm-hmm. watched one time. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like there no. was like like a Godzilla versus the Yeti or something, and then like okay. the Yeti spent some time down around the water, uh, and some of its DNA got lost in the water, and then it replicated itself somehow. Very unique form of reproduction. It's interesting. Um, into, sounds like into uh, a biologist so, ever heard yeah, of. Yeah. It sounds like the Big Bang Theory to me. Yeah, <laughs> it pretty much is. It was like makes about much sense. There was a uh, aquatic yeti. It's mm. pretty cool. But we think well, we've only explored what like ten percent of the world's oceans. Yeah, but that would require um, I've a Bigfoot to be it. a uh, uh, very non-pressure sensitive critter because all that ninety percent is all the stuff that's you know mm-hmm. below a thousand deep. foot deep or whatever. Deep, deep, Since they're yeah. in the water, would they be big fins? That's a good mm. question. Mm. 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 Maybe big flippers. Maybe that's where the big merman. Flippers, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Flippers yeah. and feet. Don't get them pluralized. Yeah. Imagine <laughs> being like a couple miles off coast, you know, deep sea fishing, and you see something that's like eight, nine feet long, really hairy, about the size of a person, mm-hmm. just swimming along. So mm. one of the actually most interesting facts that has been brought up was that if Bigfoots were real, could they help us manage Wild hog Deer population and wild hog population. Yep. They already do. They don't even mean. Why do you think that that the hogs haven't taken over yet? It's all because of the feats. Why have they not taken over? Asphalt, pavement. Uh, oh, you mean Kansas. the world? Yeah, the world. Yeah. You're, you're talking about the world. I thought you were talking about East Texas. They're I'm like, taken, what have they not conquered here? No, I've seen them in the, the prob- schoolyard. The reason is <laughs> like, if, no, Hunter. Here's the problem: if y'all were managing better for the big feats. They can we help wouldn't us have with the, the hog problem we have here, but because Kansas Department of Wildlife and Parks is doing a much better job of managing for big feet, they don't have a hog problem. You know, I don't want to speak on behalf of the entire state of Kansas, but I'm going to <laughs> um, and say I think we do a better job. Yeah, in East Texas. Well, I think, we, we, we I think all our all our us. No, that's uh, not we. I'm sorry. Uh, yes, we all us, safe, us, safe us and we's. We all, you know, we're all private landowners to, <laughs> to some extent. It's All true. of us need to uh, do our step part. up, do, do our, our part. part. Yeah, okay, so then what's the what's the uh, first of all? <laughs> I think we need to go to a state agency and get is, confirmation. Say, is the state is the state going to actually do something about this? I don't know. 
Although I feel like <clears throat> if they opened a season like Oklahoma mm-hmm. did, yep. Um, Oklahoma was first in a lot of things. I'm, I'm, I would think it would be around. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Tiger King. Yeah, alcoholism. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> the, Casino. They can be first in Tiger King because there will never be that again. <laughs> What's going to top that? First and only. You, uh, that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and what were we talking about? So the state <laughs> is does the state is the state actually seriously considering any of this? Oh yes, we we're talking about. You know, I'm thinking season would be. Around hunting season. When, is that you know, S-Z-N? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. When's their mating mm-hmm. season? When? When are they spawning? I don't know <laughs> when they spawn. Um, but I'm thinking the rut is going to be around that October, November. Now, I could see a very successful mm. Oh, no season way, dude. Because I've, I've been out in the woods a lot in those times. It has to be sometimes. Really? Not standard Have you spent a lot of time in the seeds. woods during that time of the I year? Know. Well, I, here's <laughs> the thing. They're they're invasive, I'm assuming. there's uh, you know, Okay. If they're the original creatures Can on you Earth, hunt it not? Can you to... hunt it not? You spotlight them? Spot... I'm thinking I could have a very good season hunting Bigfoot if we had a season October 31st. Hmm. That night. I'm just saying, I'm just saying somebody in Austin is considering that we should do something about these emails that we're getting and we should actually manage habitat. There has to be, doesn't there? Isn't somebody down there doing that? What do you think? I don't know. You can't speak to it. I'm glad it's not my job. I bet you there's plenty of people in Austin here considering Big Fit. I feel like somebody in the department that was like, yeah. in I am some way. glad it's not my job. <laughs> it uh, is. Mm. Is that your Bigfoot shirt? No, it's my Harambe shirt. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Is that how you say it? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I would say Harambe. Harambe. I thought it was Hombre. <laughs> hombre. 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 How many of y'all watch Friends? I mean, looks like my Hombre. Yeah, he does a guy, Ombre. Ombre. Nineteen ninety nine, twenty sixteen. Ombre. Never forget, man. Do you know that Harambe is born in ninety nine? I think so. I, I, <laughs> just I didn't sure. fact check the t shirt. <laughs> yeah. But it was, it's like a plan of Tupac, you know. I don't know if you're familiar with Tupac, he was yeah. a rapper back in the nineties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He wore a blue bandana similar to this. But he's not dead. Well, he lives on. He's right? a lot yeah. like and Bigfoot. Er, a lot like Bigfoot. <laughs> and a lot like Harambe. Yeah. He's not dead either, man. He lives on. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. But Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Personification. Well, as you can't tell, we all got to know each other real well and have become great, the greatest of friends, right? <laughs> so we were talking with Daniel at the hog event some about, you know, coming back down and doing some mm-hmm. hanging out. And uh, well, we, uh, we all plan on doing some turkey hunting this year. Yep. So late March was really the only time that we could do a fishing trip. Mm-hmm. And we said, uh, man, it's not the greatest time of year to catch, like, numbers of fish. But if you want to catch a big bass... It's a good time to come down. Yep. And the first day, instead of bass fishing, we completely did something different, and that is mechanic on boats all day. So, oh, yep. <laughs> a little uh, wrenching. Yeah, yeah. And we did you, some live scoping for crappie. Too. We did, we did. At mm-hmm. the end of the day, it kind of thank thanks that uh, Tyler had baseball practice, so we actually had room in the boat to go get on there and mm-hmm. uh, Hunter deck handed for us. Mm-hmm. Did Great he deck job. Hand for you while you were on the boat? I'm not sure what you're saying. Deck hand. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he did. Yeah, he was real a, close. He did a good job. I think I don't want to crack on him too bad, but he did a good job of losing fish when I was on there. Mm. Um, that was the last of them. <laughs> he, he he caught a big one. Uh, was it one nine something like that? One nine one that he caught. Was it? Did y'all weigh it? Yeah. That was the first. That was I think that was the first one that we. Weighed in the first one I landed that morning. We didn't. We I don't know that we weighed another one, did we? I don't think so. I th- yeah. We caught bigger ones. Than I think that. there was for sure a couple I think there was that were right in two there. That like were bigger, five, but we never weighed them. Five and a half, five yeah, and a half inches, pounds. Why did y'all decide to weigh a fish? 
two what we're We're going to see if it's with. two. I got you. I think two's like the mark for Dylan, kind of, right? Mm-hmm. That's when he's like, okay, this is a serious fish. Yeah. yeah. I know that riding around with Dylan, there's some times today. whenever like he saw a certain fish on the scope and he was like, oh, yeah. he chased it around for a little yeah. bit. Oh, yeah, he got real excited about yeah. some of that stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was a new thing for me. New thing for, for yeah, Daniel. Yeah, I never live scope before. It's there. insane, dude. I didn't Hunter's been around it some. Yeah. So Hunter, explain it to those who don't know. <clears throat> it's basically a, a sonogram with you know, a chip. It's got some chips you can put in there, get different mm-hmm. versions. Yeah, um, it's sonogram? a it's a sonogram. You know, really? um, you mean like when you go look at it when you go look at a baby, like a belly. baby. Yep, and they're like, sex child. it's your baby. You know, like Jerry Springer. That's eternity yep. test kind of thing. Yep, definitely. Um, so oh. it, you can look at, <clears throat> of course, the baby. You know, when you're looking at a baby on a sonogram, <laughs> it's not. Have you looked at babies on sonograms? No, never. I didn't think but so. Mm-hmm. I've seen pictures like in science books. It's not you know thirty foot away. It's a clear picture. This you kind of got to have a trained eye for it. And Dylan really does that well. Yeah, he does. picking yeah, stuff he does. up on because the fish can lay flat on a stick, um, but the sonogram is going to pick up the harder texture of that the scales of that fish mm-hmm. and throw a brighter light yeah. on that fish. You know, was... than the stick. So Dylan's yeah. eyes trained to pick up that, or even just a. A flicker of a tail. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't been around it enough to use uh, or to to know it that well. Uh, so I was very thankful to pick up some yeah. stuff from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he would like he would say he say there's a fish in that tree right there. He showed like a split tree or whatever, yeah. and he would kind of adjust it around a little bit, and all of a sudden it would just light up. You could kind of see it was just like the stick was right there, but it was also real hot in one spot. Yep. You know, it's pretty cool. He figured out too that. Uh, Gar bounced harder than crappie. They right? shine brighter and they yeah. shimmer a little bit more. Yeah, because yeah. they're hard scales or I guess so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Weird. That thick scale. Yeah. yeah, it was super cool though, man. It's like I was blown away. I was videoing the whole time, pretty much. But one time after we had a bunch of them on video already, I just held the camera, kind of framed it up, and then stopped paying attention. I looked down at the screen to watch what they were doing. And, like, you literally could see the fish, like, turn its body yeah. and go yeah. up. And I was like, yeah. that is wild, man. It's crazy, man. And you could tell, like, you pretty much knew when you're about to get bit, you know. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. And, and the way the rigs we were running, you could actually see the fish bite. So it wasn't like a clear picture like you'd see in a television. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you got a picture, basically a pixelated black and white, um, no straight line image. Mm-hmm. You know, if that makes any sense. Yep. But you could see the movement of the fish in your lure. You could basically see him bite it. Well, mm-hmm. I think the big difference, because I've seen like the a little bit older sonogram stuff, mm-hmm. and like your your uh, grandfather had on his boat today, like you see like the slashes. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. not that, because that's like, okay, there's something down there moving. Mm-hmm. This was a lot more like um, real time. You could tell it's a fish, you know, especially as you so get closer. So between just a yeah. regular uh, sonar, mm-hmm. Uh, and what you get now with like side imaging and down imaging, it's a good mix of both. I'd agree. Yeah, that's yeah. that's basically what you're going to be looking at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When when are they going to say no more? Is that going to ever happen? Uh, I think so. I think so too. My dad, Dude, it's so almost cheating, man. Yeah, I'm telling you. I'll like, tell you this: if though. you can't use a drone to hunt elk yeah. in Colorado, mm-hmm. I, I don't see why. If I can't live scope in Colorado. Yeah. 
<laughs> probably can't. <laughs> probably not. I mean, but, it, I just yeah. think it's going to go. I'll tell you this. It didn't feel as dirty doing it as I thought it would. Yeah. Mm. I yeah. would agree with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. I mean, there's a lot to it. Yeah. Uh, for yeah. a guy that hasn't used it especially. It ain't a guaranteed deal either. No, no. Like, we saw a whole lot of fish that you couldn't catch. And I always, like, in my mind thought it was like, oh, well, you just find yeah. a fish and catch it. But here's yeah. my deal is we literally were in eight to ten foot of water yesterday the whole time just out in the middle on a flat. There's no, like, mm-hmm. particular reason necessarily. I mean, the, the crappie are there, mm-hmm. uh, but so are other fish. There's no reason that, like, but there's there's no way to target those fish outside of having that, yep. really. You know what I mean? Like, I, you're just, you're out of luck. If you just sat there and, and put jigs down by the trees that you could see all day, You'd ended up with like three or four Depressing. fish. Yeah. How well, many? How many trees though did we see that we fished? Oh, Ab- like were, above the water. A ton of them were underwater. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Ninety percent of, of what we fished was underwater. underwater. Yeah. The tops were broken off. Mm-hmm. You couldn't see them. So, I mean, you had no reference point. You had like exactly. normally if we were out there, we'd just go up to that tree that was standing. Yeah, exactly. Above yeah. water and throw at it. Yeah. Well, that's one thing that Casey and I talked about. Like, it's funny because like you fish. You know, before, like, I use this thing, you know, you find trees, find structure, and you okay, I'm trying to jig, see if something's there, spend a little bit of time, then move on, right? And, like, on that, uh, using that live scope, you realize how many trees don't have anything on there. With the live scope, you're like, okay, I'm not going to keep moving. Like, mm-hmm. no point in throwing anything around it. So now, like, today, when we were fishing without it, you're like, there's probably nothing down there. Yeah. <laughs> <You're just> like, <laughs> it really is It almost feels futile, man. Because yeah. like, uh, honestly, I've always thought the inverse. I've always thought like, oh, yep. there's like four crappie on every tree, but you just can't make them bite. Yep. No, that's not the case. If a crappie's there, he's going to eat your lure, <laughs> most likely. Yep. And whenever there's nothing eating it, there's nothing there. Yep. Yeah. It's that's, crazy. Yeah. If there's a crappie there, more than likely they're going to bite. Crappie yeah. are... Yeah. Crappie are they're more, machines, man. more than bass. Yeah. And one of the cool things, too, about the live scope is, like, you go, okay, we're in 10 feet of water. They're sitting at 7. Okay, that one just moved down to the bottom. And yeah. You could just go right down to it, right up. It wasn't like, well, Dude, let's, 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 let's fish at 6 feet today or whatever. That's a big deal to me, too. Mm-hmm. It's like, how many times when you're just fishing and you don't have that, are you just going to the bottom and reeling up a little bit? You know, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, you're just not effective You know what that makes <laughs> that blew my mind is that we actually do have days where we sack them up. Yeah. Like, dude. So could you imagine what the life scope. life scope would look like if you had that? <laughs> oh yeah, I'm like, it has to just look like a big blur of fire down there. Yeah. That fish have to be stacked on top of each other. Yeah. Yeah. And then you would realize it. it makes you realize like on those days how good of days you were actually having. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Without live scope, so like yeah. pre live scope days, and you know you're like, well that was you know well we caught a few let yeah. you know twenty five catfish or twenty. Crappie or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, that was really good. Yeah. yeah. Now, there was a copy tournament this weekend, so this might be skewed, but Daniel and I remarked at how many people we saw live scoping. I mean, mm-hmm. it was over half the boats that yeah. we saw mm-hmm. that yeah. were live scoping. It's like, maybe it is because there's a top crappie tournament, or maybe mm-hmm. it's becoming that popular. Well, and some of the boats that weren't live scoping, they still had live scopes on them. Like yeah. the guys bass fishing, like, oh. and I've started, like, I've heard about it being a lot more popular, like, mm-hmm. It's cool, man. Yeah, you heard the uh, you heard about the guy from Ivy, right? Those yeah, live he scoped those big bass. That's what I've heard, understood. There, yeah. So we've had. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have heard, but like, there's a lake in West Texas that they've caught like I don't know, probably like seven. It's the one that everyone should go to. Yeah, yeah. I definitely. <laughs> there's should no go there. bass for they've no, caught like uh, they've yeah. caught like seven lunkers, which a lunker in, in Texas pounds, is thirteen right? pounds, and so <laughs> they've caught like seven this year. Everybody's like, oh, we're going to break the record, which I think Fork had like 27 one year. Good luck, guys. Yeah. But um, anyway, 
the guy, apparently one of the guys, I think this is all stuff that I've heard. I have not read this. Um, but the, there was a guy that's caught like two of them this year. And mm. he's like, he's figured out how to tell what a bass and a big bass looks like on the live scope. Huh. And he just said, he just said, he just pitches at it over and over and over again until it bites. So it's kind of like when it's on, like we were talking about today, like when you could see him on the bed or the water, same thing. Yeah. Where you're just like, okay, I'm going to try to harass it. And That's the bites. thing is like, how many times are you just fishing down the bank and you, your bait goes in front of a 13 pounder or on Lake Fork, you know, that happens not on every lake, yeah. but like, yeah. and you just, well, he would have bit if you'd have thrown 10 times at that same stump that he's sitting mm-hmm. on him or Pop, she's sitting on him. My granddad remarked that today. Yeah. He said, yeah, how many times we throw it in front of one and didn't hit? I think about it all, all the, the time, time, dude. Yeah. I mean, it happens. Those you big know, fish especially. When you get that intuition, like when you spent time on the lake, you have this intuition of like, um, this is a big fish spot. And I, I would almost bet that when you do feel that, it, it really is. Mm-hmm. Like there's a big fish around. Not mm-hmm. because you can feel that fish, but like, you know what big fish habitat looks like with mm-hmm. depths and you know structure and stuff. But how and do you get that? It's time on the lake. Time on the lake and catching big fish in those spots. So yeah. like most yeah, time, yeah, sure, yeah. your yeah. gut feeling is correct. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's any yeah. animal, right? Turkeys, big deer. Like mm-hmm. you can get to a spot and there'll be subtle differences that like, okay, this is quality big deer habitat, mm-hmm. quality nice turkey habitat. And how many times you don't hear a gobble, you know there's birds there. Like, you know for sure. Same thing, like you Never. don't see a big deer, but you know they're there. <laughs> I believe you though. Yeah, yeah. 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 Same thing. Yeah. He's, uh, Casey and I have a mutual friend that's like, killed a ton of big bucks he's got them hanging all in his house and like he really would probably have a hard time explaining a lot of times why he shot those deer but dude he is the guttiest guy you've ever met i mean like he he can get in front of a deer he just can't really tell you why it's like one of them things and we talk about this a lot on our podcast is like uh because we do a lot of deer talk but there's there are guys out there that are quote unquote like experts in in the whitetail woods and they can't hardly explain on some of these podcasts yep. why they cannot. It's such an experience and and a subconscious yep. like gut feeling thing. And it's it's weird. And honestly, they probably shouldn't be on a podcast explaining it. You know what I mean? They should just well, keep killing deer. You know, you know you think but, about it like not everybody's a teacher, not everybody's an explainer. Mm-hmm. Like people, there's people that are extremely good at things that necessarily can't teach it. You know, and some of it too. Like and that's one reason I started my podcast is because I I meet a lot of these people. And I'm like, man, I just want to sit here and talk with you spend time with you, like walk around with you in the woods so I can try to pick some of it up, right? And mm. um, I've met a lot of people like that. Like they can't explain why, but if you spend enough time with them, you can pick up, you shorten your learning curve, right? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, so, for sure, man. Mm-hmm. He, he said, when, you, did you see the hand reference? When he said, we you. walk around the, in the woods. Sorry, we, we, everybody deserved that, that word. Mm-hmm. In the ice. <laughs> yeah. And it was like negative 10, negative 15 so degrees. that was mm-hmm. a Toyota Tacoma bed. With a bed cover. Did you get in the some bed? Storage box. No, we couldn't. We no. couldn't fit. We would have if we could have fit. Thanks a lot, Brian. Yeah. But the dog opened the... Like the storage boxes, which were sweet. Oh. Unless yeah. you're trying to... You not die. Get some yeah. company no. back you there. You ever hop mm-hmm. up in there like a casket or something? I wanted to. It was <laughs> yeah. freezing We cold. both talked about it. I said, if, if I wasn't here, would you get up there? He goes, I'd be in there right now calling that dog. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, me too. Yeah, y'all were there forever. One yeah. of us could have fit, but the other one couldn't. Yeah. We were like, we Gotta don't want to be man. the one who man. leaves that guy outside. Yeah. Man, yeah. y'all are kind people. Man, well, so what it was, he was sitting on the side that you could have slid into, and he was like, man, I just wouldn't have felt right sliding in there. And I'm like, huh. 
<laughs> I'm thinking if you get up, man, uh, I'd slide in you there. Right just taking turns, guys. Yeah. yeah. Well, the worst part about it was too. I'd ridden with Brian, so I had my heavy duck gear inside the cab. Mm. I could see it. Mm-hmm. See it. I just couldn't warm. get it to it. Thanks, Brian. How many more minutes would it have taken for you to break a window? <sighs> like. 60 minutes like we were an hour like within maybe, an hour you'd have broken a window i probably would have cuddled hunter before that mm-hmm. but part of the he element. was cold. Not, he wants to join the element doesn't he <laughs> <laughs> for sure i heard what it takes man you know i'm just trying to oh <laughs> uh, yeah for oh. sure That's well what, what happened too is like we got out of the woods and it was like okay i, I can see the truck way off over there oh my gosh. and uh me and hunter were like <laughs> Like, do you want to truck? Yeah, we're like, you want to go back in, and then we heard you guys shoot, and I'm like, man, they're gonna be in there for a while. We're, like, that we're going to the truck. We're going to the truck. <laughs> well, we we even saw. I think it was Brian. We're walking on the road, and we see someone like 300 yards ahead of us in orange, like duck into the woods, like far from where you guys. Man, half mile. It might have been Chris because he was lost. Oh, still he was at the getting time. it too, he man. Was he was ahead of y'all. It probably was Chris. Well, and what was funny is like he's like, oh, it must be another hunter. I go, there's no one else out here no, besides us no crazy one. dudes, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, half inch of ice. We're like, man, that, that's the truck over there. But the road zags in the wrong zig. Yep. Uh-huh. And so you've got a zigzag zig uh-huh. for about two miles when you can see it at a well, mile and a quarter. And it was a, it was a gravel road. That was iced over. over. We were ice. like sliding all over the place walking on that thing, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Needed some cleats. Yep, for glad sure. Glad that's over. I'm glad yeah. we went spring and sprung around in here fact, now. When yeah. they started shooting, you kind of you didn't. You just sat down on the ice. I did. Yeah. Did I you? mean, it, it took gravity took took. It was, full. A, it was a swift sit down. Yeah. Very <laughs> um, fast. That didn't plan yeah. on happening. Oh, you so, didn't. No like SSD. Mm-hmm. But he was like. I, he was like, I'm just going to sit here and, and listen, yeah. you know, for a while. I was like, oh, okay. Well, it's yeah. like one of those, it's Put like. Put to the ground. It's like, like Kansas yeah. buffalo tree. Yeah, that's right. I was just <laughs> seeing how many, how many hogs there were. I was like, three? Now there's four days. Yeah. 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 I slipped and fell and kind of long, and he just grabbed me by the shirts, you know, by the scuff right here and just picked me up. He said, come on, youngin. <laughs> come <laughs> me, son. I'm going to let you funny. die. Well, <laughs> speaking of hogs, uh, you caught your biggest bass ever today, man. I did, man. Yeah. yeah. Six pounder. Yeah. So, it was a toad, dude. It was. It was, man. That was, a, that was cool. And like I said, um, when we talked of the hog hunt, uh, you were like, hey, you want to come down and catch some 10 pound bass? I said, absolutely. Did uh, I say 10 pound bass? Yeah. yeah. I was like, <laughs> Sorry. you had me a 10 pound bass me one. I told you it was funny. Um, I have a good friend of mine. Uh, we call him D Money. He's on the podcast with me a little bit, and he's from Arkansas. He's an avid fisherman. So I hadn't heard about Lake Fork. I text him, and I'm like, hey, man, have you ever heard of this place in Texas called Lake Fork? And he, like, calls me, and he's like, I'm, my hands are shaking. I'm like, what's going on? He's like, Lake Fork's, like, one of the top lakes in the country, dude. He's like, top three, top four. He's like, you got to train to fish that lake. You know? He's like, dude, he was laying on thick, man. Yeah, and I was funny. like, really? Like, I'm like, do you just use, you know, like worms there? And he's like, oh my gosh, man. <laughs> Tell I was going to bring a worm bobber with me. Is like, yeah, no, yeah, it's Tell him you threw live bait on a catfish pole out of a John boat. Today. I did. Yeah. <laughs> well, I took someone and said, man, they use, to catch bass in here, they use catfish poles. Yeah. And he and I, he, we fish cat. Like we fish catfish together, and we've, you know, we caught a couple forty pound um, blue cats out in South Carolina. I mean, so like, we're very used to big tackle. And I remember getting the boat. I'm like, we're really used. It is a catfish rod with a catfish reel on it. Mm-hmm. Like, 
And and we threw the what was salty black black and salty black salties black salties yeah, yeah big goldfish kind of like man. a hybrid goldfish thing yep. yeah the yeah. bass lithos and so did that catfish I caught man, yeah, man. so yeah. little four pound catfish I can't believe but, it. catfish ate him, ate him a black salt he's hungry man yeah. dude um, pop so I was looking at something else I think I was working a jig or something and uh, he was like hey you're Rogers Ben. And I'm like, I, I had the clicker on. Him. I did not believe you. Because, well, like, the <laughs> black slug, they pull a little bit, you know. Yeah. So I thought maybe the line just went, you know, tight or something. And um, he's like, no, I saw it bend. I'm like, it didn't click. I had a clicker on, so I'm like, okay, it must not have been that big. And then um, I look back, and the line would go slack and get tight. And I'm like, let me just try it. So I hand, hand, hand my rod to pop, and I picked it up. And there was catfish on that thing, man. Like, <laughs> there was, he was on there for two or three minutes. Like, before oh, yeah, he's I. Just swimming around with his mouth. Yep, yep. So crazy. But, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. six pounder. I was. Um, we caught. We caught a two pounder earlier in the day. Uh, we had the other one broke off. Uh, <laughs> okay, we've we've uh, told this story a couple times. Yep. But it's such good fodder for this conversation. We have to tell it. Again. Well, and I think too. Let's paint the picture. So yesterday uh, we had a great time, Casey, on the water. I yeah. caught that uh, yellow bass, you yeah. know, and that was about it. Um, we had some engine trouble, so I was very uh, optimistic about today. I'm like, uh-huh. it's gonna be a good day. So we get out. We're in the water about an hour, maybe 30 minutes, and um, you throw out that uh, black salty, and I'm like, okay. And it starts clicking, you're like, man, grab it. So grab the rod. I go to set the hook, which I didn't understand I set the hook wrong. Um, Casey, let uh, me know that. No. <laughs> <laughs> Very discreetly was suggested maybe harder next yeah. time. So yeah. I set the hook, and I go to reel, and then I feel the tension, tension go slack, and I'm like, oh man, it got off or something, spit it out. And so I was kind of like shaking my head and hand you the rod back. And you start really like, no, it's still on there. And so you then set the hook and broke the line. Yeah. So it's called a Lake Fork hook set. Yeah, I learned yeah. that now, man. <laughs> and really, looking back, um, I probably shouldn't have popped it as hard. But, man, when you grow up around here with 10-pound bass plus, it's like you're trying to jam that hook in a big old piece of bone. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And top lip. A cinder block. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's mm-hmm. a. There's an action, which I saw yours. Yours is kind of like almost like the circle hook set. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. like you just kind of lean back into it. Well, in which, my background, I, I do a lot of catfishing. Yeah. So that's my, that's the hook set, right? It mm-hmm. works. Mm-hmm. And uh, the standard bass set is like a, a pop, right? Mm-hmm. The Lake Fork set is the step back. Hyper- you got to step back. I would use the feet. It's a, it's a, it's it's a, a throw back. Yeah, you employ the feet. Yeah. Oh, you saw me. It's like, yeah. I did, yeah. yeah. It's like, on the bank. Dude, I'm telling you, you get like a 20 foot, like, you know, bass boat. The dudes are using the whole front deck to set the hook. They make dude. bigger decks on bass boats for Lake Fork. Solely, solely for that reason. Solely that for that. Back. I believe it. I've seen a guy jump from the front deck to the back behind now, the seats. Is there a footwork, a footwork's like YouTube video I go watch? You guys, you guys made one of these about how to probably Maybe we need feet. to put that on the channel. Like, for sure. idea. Yeah, I like way, that a lot. Lake Fork put me in the comments it. as a credit. Yeah, yeah, but for sure. really, yeah. God's... I told you this earlier, but God likes to sometimes uh, teach us lessons over a long mm-hmm. period of time, and sometimes He gives us five seconds to Real say, "Hey, be less, be more humble, sir. Uh, <laughs> don't tell Daniel he did a bad job on the hook set. <laughs> it would make you break your line right now." Uh, so, uh, anyways, the next go around, yep. you, you performed flawlessly. Mm-hmm. It was the perfect hook set. Yep, pulling and, a nice two pound bass. Yeah. Um, and that's I, that was my first lake fork bass. So, and um, I, I kind of told you earlier, one of my, I like uh, like I like killing ducks at Real Foot Lake. I like hunting pheasants in South Dakota. I like killing elk Colorado. Like my mind's like I want to go to the coolest place, the best place to do that thing. I'm not gonna do it. And so my mind's like Lake Fork. That's in the best bass in the country. So mm-hmm. I felt really blessed with that two pound bass. How is your man. time machine? What is do you mean? It, is it fully functional? 
Because mm, yeah. if you could go back to 93, yeah. now you're talking, bro. Mm-hmm. But Lake Fork is still one of the best places for sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. I love mm-hmm. it, man. It's it's still – Tyler talk about it a lot. It's not what it used to be, but it's still it's still. Yeah, I mean, they, the pros came. You know, they come do the Toyota Texas Bass Classic and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I think I don't know. It was five, seven years ago. I mean, they they broke. He might have broken the record a couple times out here, but they yeah. broke the they broke four the five day. fish and the four day and yeah. a couple different things. Well, uh, yeah. This is like this is how I know it's a big bass lake, and you guys are big bass fishermen. So I pulled that six pounder in, which like we took pictures. You know, you're like, hey, man, that's awesome. That's my personal best. So like I was pretty stacked, like stoked about it. But it was like took up pictures. Okay, put it back. Like any other lake or most other lakes we fish, they'd be oh my gosh, man, everybody would jazz, taking yeah. a ton of pictures. Your buddy's gonna take a picture with the bass, you know, claim it as their own, you know, like yeah. and you're just like, Yeah, man, okay. Let's put it back. My, dad, my dad's just like, got a funny story. I tried to be hop, we gave him a fist bump. <laughs> you did, you did, you know. It was cool, but it was just so funny because I'm like, man, this is like a my, my that's not got, a big bass to them, you yeah, know. Like yeah. uh, my dad tells a story where he had uh like some cousins or something come down, like kind of their family or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. and he was gonna take them all out fishing on Lake Fort for bass, you know. And he said they uh they're all, you know, in the boat or whatever, working down this bank and my dad is casting and uh hooks a fish and pulls it in. He says it's a solid five pounder. He says he just unhooks it and throws it back in real quick. He said everybody in the boat was dead silent like what did you just do? <laughs> yep. Like they could not yeah. believe that he just threw yeah. that sucker back without taking well, a picture. Well, and or that's something. the thing is like, like where I come from, you pull a four or five pound bass, like you're taking some time, you know, think about that, you know, live stream it, you know, <laughs> send it to your mom, like tell your wife, hey, we need it. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. So like, pull a six pound bass and you're like, man, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you want yeah. some pictures? Like, yeah. yeah, it's crazy, dude. Yeah. I mean, you, we think yeah. it's a cool, it's a good fish, you know. Like yeah. if yeah. we catch six pounder when it's just me and him, we're we're stoked, you For know. Sure. But he goes back in the water pretty quick, you know. We'll take mm-hmm. a cell phone picture just Which, post social or whatever. To be but. honest, um, I really try to be pretty conscious about keeping fish in the water and getting them back pretty quick. Yeah, anyways. you are, man. For sure. Uh, not because I'm just like always Mister Conservation, you know. Which I do care about that stuff, but like. Man, so many fish on the lake die from mishandling. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And it's like, I care about the resource more than the individual yeah. fish. Like, I'll knock that fish in the head and eat it. You know, well, that's the thing. is like, uh, we have a tournament every weekend. Yeah. I and mean, there's like a bass fishing tournament like every weekend on the lake, yeah. you know. And, I mean, whether um, it's a working man's or it's like a big one or whatever. We, we know a guy who's uh, a old pro. He was on, he, he fished the Classic a few times, you know, was on the tour um, really intelligent guy, kind of like a um, you know redneck intelligent type. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, he's done a lot of you know his own personal studies on stuff. And he believes that if a fish is ever caught in its lifetime, there's no way that fish gets over like the ten pound mark. Has really? he told you that stuff before? Uh, I've heard him say that he thinks about fifty percent of the fish that are caught and released die. Yeah, yeah, I I've heard that him say for sure. that. Really? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think anytime you take that mucus layer off, they're they're toast. That slime layer. Plus, but, the thing is, like, man, dudes will just they just holding that fish, drop it, flops around the carpet man, in the boat. I try so hard to keep it off the carpet. Yeah, you know? but yeah, Richard says that like fish that get caught, it stunts their growth growth mm-hmm. indefinitely. Really? So, yeah. Well, it's like you know, you know what tailing gloves are. Yeah, yeah. It's like mm-hmm. that's I'm I'm I don't use tailing gloves uh, for that reason because I think it just further. Like especially big trout and stuff, you're gonna release like mm-hmm. it, it doesn't do anything good. You yeah. know, it helps you hold on the fish, but that just tears those things up, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just um, always think. I, I mean, this is this is such like basic. You hear this too a lot. It's kind of cliche, but like I just think like if I was not breathing right now, 
how would I feel? You yeah. know what I mean? So like yeah. I keep that. Like when we do pictures of if we catch a good bass on the lake or something, mm-hmm. I mean you got a you got a good handle. You got yeah. a big old mouth to handle. Mm-hmm. So just stick that sucker in the water and hold on tight until the camera's ready. Mm-hmm. It's not that hard, you know. Good and then man. when he's ready, just get it up, take a picture. And in literally four seconds, it's back in the in the water. Yeah. And if you need to take more pictures, just hold it back in there. Yeah. Well, that's like we did that a couple times today, you know, because I like, get the camera ready and everything. And like your case, like, hey, put it back in the water, like give it a drink, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's that's how those things don't die, you know. And I think another thing to think about too is like again, like basic stuff. But um, when I first started fishing, I'd always hold the like the fish vertical and so you know it's organs not meant to sit that way right you know it's it's yeah. horizontal in the water and so uh that's one thing my wife told me my wife's a biologist and so like i when i handle fish take pictures i always try to hold it you know horizontal so it's not banging its organs around in there and mm-hmm. stuff but yeah so yeah. the uh what kind of biologist uh environmental science uh, she is uh, especially her just <laughs> no herpetology <laughs> is like her area of research so that was um, amphibians reptiles cool yeah. so, that's cool. my favorite exhibit at the zoos is the herpetology man man i i don't hate snakes but i she'll handle them like yeah she i saw her jump out of a canoe on like a trip and grab a northern water snake out of the water to show people that snakes aren't bad it bit her mm-hmm. and then started musking on her she's like it's not scary the musking is the worst part i'm yeah. fine with the biting but the yeah. musking is not i was good. like i'm not I'm like, fine yeah. with any of that no actually. i'm not either <laughs> i'm like that's cool that snake stays over there man that's that's all i got yeah, man. i so, think i'd rather be musky be cool i'm all about that man <laughs> yeah <laughs> no nah, i'm good oh man so that's uh gives me the herpy jerbies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, podcast title right there. Herpy jerbies. The herpy jerbies. <laughs> that is funny, dude. Uh, that, yeah. So, so what, what does she do with that? So actually right now she's in med school. So, oh. uh, but she was a naturalist in the Missouri Department of Conservation for uh, four years, and then I, I convinced her to move to Kansas City because um, I got married. I'm awesome to her and to uh, her though, yeah, to her, yeah, issues. not someone else. Yeah, <laughs> okay. no, no, um, that's probably me being awesome part. But no, I, she really enjoyed it. But she and anyone listening to this that has ever done anything in, in like biology, as you know, you get that bachelor's degree and, and to make any sort of living or any longevity, you have to get a master's degree and then you kind of get out of the field. Right. right. And so she enjoyed the field biology, but she did not want to take that next step up. Um, and so she kind of looked at some other options and started working in a hospital and really enjoyed it. And so she's, but she loves the outdoors, loves wildlife. So. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. My mm-hmm. wife tricked me pretty hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She was supposed to be a doctor. <clears throat> mm. Yeah. Yeah, My mind's a, in med school. So. She teaches at one of the worst paying schools in yeah. Texas. So. <laughs> yeah, with the things do for love, right? Oh yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. No, uh, she she's just uh, she loves what she does, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and she would have loved being a doctor too, but um, mm-hmm. she kind of got coaching in her blood. So yep, that's what she does. But anyway, yeah. What do you think? I think that uh, Daniel got a mess of fish. I did, out man. Of the deal. So I'm pretty excited about uh, yeah. that. Are you we, taking we some crappie home? I am, yeah. yeah. Right. yeah he, very excited about that, man. We, uh, so. we talked about like what the goals were for the weekend, you know, when he mm-hmm. kind of first got here. And it was, uh, you know, um, his wife made him take a cooler down. So that's a pretty good indication of what yep. needs to happen. Mm-hmm. So uh, we got a whole five ga- – or no, I'm sorry, gallon baggie of crappie mm-hmm. and a barfish. That's right. Yeah. Yellow, yellow bass. Yellow, yellow bass. They're good. For those They're who tasty. Are, oh, yeah. 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 I, I told him. I was like, man – Whenever you fry those up, you're not gonna be able to tell the difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. this, uh, they're they're real good. I told him too. I was like, man, Tunner's favorite fish. I think that you can. Uh, <laughs> there's definitely a difference in in all fishes, but I think that people really exaggerated a whole bunch. Like mm-hmm. most fish, freshwater fish taste pretty close to the same. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it's just people kind of like to hate on stuff just because it's fun to talk about something sometimes. Yeah, but um, also like we have a, a four pound catfish to clean outside yeah. after after we get off the podcast, mm-hmm. um, and then. 
got your biggest bass caught. So we really yeah. accomplished everything we were trying to this weekend. Yeah, and got a podcast recorded, man. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. And I'm going to send you home with the uh, uh, hog ham, I think. That's right, yeah. man. Yeah. And yeah. a fig tree. And a fig tree. Oh, yeah. hey, man. Dude, dude I made out good on this, uh, yeah. this little trip here. Just so. taking some non-natives across state lines. I know, That's going to be a federal offense right there. USDA, we leave us alone. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going to tell my wife about it yet, you know. Okay. Let me ask you this. Shoot. Um, if you're heading back to Kansas mm-hmm. and uh, get in Oklahoma mm. and the legislation allows it, <laughs> yes. and you see a Bigfoot, yes. you're going to take him? Yeah, you shoot them in the bondage. I'd probably use a uh, compound bow. I think it's a little ethical to shoot them with a rifle. Oh, um, too easy. What about, mm-hmm. what about a horizontal bow? Do they offer <sighs> non-resident tags? Man, I think they do offer non-resident tags, but I don't know if there's a draw system yet. Just got it introduced this year, so I haven't... Uh, what if you hit one? Does anyone have points built up for the Oklahoma Bigfoot? That first year, no points. Everybody's on the same playing oh, board. Oh, no point creep. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. I, I'm, my next question is, what are you... You know, as a guy who cooked us a good meal today, how are you going to cook a Bigfoot? I like the shanks on most animals. Okay. Um, I'm going to start there, man. Make some awesome Big buco. calves on that, that yeah. you know. Yeah. At, I'm least thinking, ones, at least the ones you've seen, right? I yeah. say, well, and, and I do want to mention, you know, um, I I like to eat animals, so to eat animals, you kind of have to kill them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and Hunter and I talked about this, that, you know, every violent interaction people have had with Bigfoot, it's always been escaped by the person. You know, most times them trying to shoot them, trying to mess with the Bigfoot. So keep that in mind. You know, they're not mm-hmm. necessarily dangerous creatures. Um, it's like an elephant, right? An elephant can hurt you, but it's not really going to hurt you unless you poke it, you know, in the eye. Yeah. So um, I definitely want to kill it ethically uh, for mm. sure. Um, my guess would be the meat's not going to taste good if he runs for a little bit and have to go track him. But, yeah, or hurt, adrenaline rush. You know? Yeah. What yeah. caliber would you use on mm. a Bigfoot? The biggest. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because Some you wanted to drop. I want a cookie with the shot. <laughs> when I shoot it, I want it cooked. Do not want to eat it. He's like mail. seven millimeter and up, man. It's going to clean it when it's done. Let me ask you this. Are the, uh, are the people that have been emailing you going to come after you after you shoot a Bigfoot? Oh, yeah, I'd have to move. Yeah. <laughs> well, would you go public with you or the one who shot a Bigfoot? I would go anonymous, anonymously. I think so. Kind of like yeah. if you won the lottery, you like win it, but I'm not going to tell everybody. I think there's account. a big enough. I think there's now, a big he, enough crowd the, out there that. But would, how could, would you mount it? You could monetize that thing if you went public with it, though, with your name and everything. You could, uh, dude. A euro mount would be pretty cool. Because it looks like a dude head, mm-hmm. except it's not real to be big. Confused with a dude head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not two, a dude head. Two different things. What about like you know a polar bear mount or like a brown bear mount? You know, we're just standing there. Yeah, yeah. on a little box behind your couch. Yeah, yep. holding a donut. Kyle, you talk about walking in the dark one night. Put an ammo belt on him and look like a Wookiee. In college, we had this cutout of John Wayne that we would stick in different rooms and stuff in the dark and just freak people out. Get you right. We had a Wookiee. We had a Wookiee cut out. I was C three PO. Yeah, yeah. Same thing. we uh, um, we also recently. Y'all didn't go to any of my ideas for sure. <laughs> <laughs> In my person, uh, my my parents' house. Uh, recently, there was this. Uh, we were staying in this little extra room, and this uh, the room across the hall had the doors open, and there's a recliner in there. They had a blanket like strewn across this recliner, like it's almost like the size of a person sitting in this recliner. Mm. And every time I walked by, I'd be like. Turn real quick, you know, like, oh, scare me. I feel like a person was sitting in that chair, you know. It's like, there ain't supposed to be anybody here. <laughs> Scary stuff, man. That mm-hmm. is, dude. Yeah. Well, um, I'm pretty excited that, you know, get to go do this thing. And I think we're going to um, 
probably hang out a little bit more in May. Hoping so, man. Talking yeah. About. Yeah. Do a little turkey hunting. Yeah. We got a big turkey hunt playing a couple different directions. Are we so. going to eat turkey on that trip? Maybe. Yeah. We can make that happen, yeah, for sure. So I have a turkey breakfast sausage recipe that's really, really good. Um, so I use the leg meat. A lot of people will just breast out birds, and I think that's a sin. So, um, Dude, I love turkey leg meat. Me too. Yeah. I know. It sounds like such a just meat eater thing to say. You know what yeah, I mean, I to be honest. But, like, they really are good, man. Yeah. Well, like the stock, I made the plinth with last night. A lot of that, you know, uh, I made that with turkey carcasses, like the bone stuff. And, dude, it's... Again, I'm not like super granola y and everything. Like, you know, I. What about plenty? Are you that? Pretty plenty. Okay. <laughs> I'm pretty down for that. Yeah. Man, you know? I, I wear Keen's Drive Subaru, you know. Yeah, it's it too much. But, um, <laughs> dude, I, I think you're missing. Mis- yeah, Hunter Chad just make sure I was wearing Keen's. Yeah. <laughs> well, when, when me and Hunter got, you know. I saw him yesterday when you had him propped up. That's Wind right. Wind was blowing through him. 60 miles an hour. It was nice. It was not, when I got real sunburned. When you got real sunburned. <laughs> oh, gosh, man. And then today he got real on top of real. Yeah. Well, I got my, my base burn last, yesterday. You know, you know, I did like that your, your grandfather offered me some, uh, like, 20-year-old sunscreen that was in the boat. At best. Like, about mm. 20 minutes before we were done. Yeah. It we're, is. like, putting the rods up, you know, like, to head back to the, the marina. I got, you need some sunscreen, man? Like, I got some right here. I'm, I'm good. If I get in an old fishing, any fishing boat that does not have at least 10-year-old 10 year old sunscreen it ain't good some boat. old sunglasses <laughs> some old sunglasses yeah. uh, a worn out hat <laughs> and some stuff like that it's not a good it's not a good boat, boat. It's he not, hasn't spent much time on the water I'm yeah. telling Dylan you said that no it's an exception. It's got paper plates on it, you know. Yeah. yeah. By the way, we should probably go talk about Redline Guide Service real for quick. sure, man. Yeah. Yeah. Our buddy Dylan uh, is definitely got a cool boat. At least you should go ride around with him. Oh, <laughs> so. He can go real he, fast. He, dude, yeah. I'm talking. He's a cool dude. He's got great gear. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Did <laughs> you see that? Backwards. Do that. Do that. Can you put that to the microphone, please. Yeah, my face is blowing backwards. I don't think we ever went real fast whenever we were in the boat. I don't know. I mean, we got up to 60 miles an hour. Yeah, on the way back. Yeah, we were going 60. Which, over 70 though, won't it? Uh, we got real close. Uh, yeah. that, you know, that morning before y'all got there, mm-hmm. uh, late rise. There was but, four of us in there. When it was just people, me and Dylan, we were getting on it. Fast sixty is though. though. Oh, it's dude, like, yeah. It's when you're it. it's twenty it. inches above the water at that yeah. point, yeah. everybody's going sixty in a encapsulated vehicle. Whenever, yeah, whenever you're well, out there in a piece of fiberglass yeah. and you've got what literally, uh, I don't know, uh, eighty square inches of. Uh, metal touching the water, and that's about all it's touching. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty sketch. Well, it's like you ever driven a motorcycle, you know, 56 miles or 7 miles an hour, or like a ski do, you mm-hmm. know, like you understand, like that's a different. It's a different oh, animal than being in a car doing I that. ain't about mm-hmm. that life on the jet ski thing. Mm-hmm. I don't like jet skis. Mm-hmm. I, ain't, I ain't into that, dude. It's too fast. They're too unstable. No, no funny. <laughs> but, I mean, hey, that boat rode good. Oh, it was really, really good, good driver, yeah. safe. Yeah, yeah for sure. Turned the spoilers the wrong way on the way back. <laughs> yeah, I did do that <laughs> wrong. Stop I did do like, that wrong. That was the deckhand's fault. That deck was bad. Man. But other than that, he put yeah. us on some good fish all day yeah, long. And I will say, so he was professional. He had really, really good gear. He knew how to use his gear, and he cleaned fish super quick, man. Yeah. You know, he took really good care of us. You know, we were, you know, Hunter was his friend, so, I mean, he was a little bit nice to him. but Was. Um, was. was his friend. <laughs> was his friend. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I would definitely suggest that dude, man. He was a, yeah. he was a cool dude to hang out with. It was cool him. stuff. I, and little did I know that uh, he is the brother of a guy I go to church with, so... Didn't even didn't even know that. Figured ringing endorsement right there, man. No, I didn't yeah. figure it out. I mean, I'm just not. We talked about this. I'm not yeah. a Reigns native. Yeah. So y'all have this like, you know, telekinesis that I don't really understand. We're <laughs> like, you all know who knows each other. I don't know. But yeah. you know, I tell you, Dylan's a third generation fishing guy. You know, and mm. 
his grandfather before him, before yeah. his father. Dude, still out fish every one of us. Mm. You know, it's just without a tiny, scope. tiny town stuff without yeah, a live scope, yeah. without even a graph. And that dude don't not bump even a hook. Not, yeah. even a hook man. <laughs> he doesn't run a graph, and I've never seen him bump a stump. <laughs> I'm go. serious. He gets on fork without his graph. Oh, bump stump! Yeah, he's not bumping. Yeah, he's not bumper. That's don't wild. make, don't miss the zag, man. When you need to zig, it's like old, old Jim. <laughs> you know Mac where Taylor. I'm talking about? Yeah. So you know, Jim, mm-hmm. Jim Mack. He's uh, he they have a he use he does a lot of catfish stuff. And they have they use Danny Kings, right? Oh, baby, Danny <laughs> and, Kings. Uh, I guess that's what they use. They they've used it, I guess, at some point. But they have the same type of bait, and they've got a stick that they use that was used by our friend Andrew's uh, granddad. Yeah. So they have kept the stick. It's oh, a wooden wow. stick like that. It's just a punch. It, it ain't like a well manufactured seasoned. stick. It's like out of the woods, and they've been using the same stick for decades. That's I don't know crazy, how man. But uh, they they get that nylon uh, punch bait or whatever out of there and hmm. put it on a hook. Legacy, man. Legacy. You know what? We have a legacy of falling in the boat. So if you're new to us and, and maybe new to our YouTube channel too, or even an old-timed viewer, go check out our YouTube channel because we have got a lot of stuff coming out for the spring. We're going to be doing a lot of turkey hunting like we talked about with Daniel here. And then also uh, one of the big things in the public land game especially is saddle hunting these days. And uh, in particular, we're going to have a lot of saddle content out there. And I don't mean the old horse type saddle. I'm talking about hanging from a tree diaper type saddle. All right. We're going to be doing all kinds of evaluations of different types of saddles and and maybe talking about some tactics and even how to shoot deer from one. Right. We actually did a little bit of that this season. I think, uh, um, what was it like six or seven deer died from saddles last year uh, at the hands of the element crew. So be sure and go subscribe to our YouTube channel and check out what we've got going on over there. Legacy, man. Legacy. You know what? We have a legacy of falling in the boat. For the Smiths? Yeah. Really? I fell in the boat today. At least you didn't fall out of the boat. Yeah, I, yeah, I got yeah. close. I almost caught you, man. Appreciate I was like that. looking at something else, and then you like came in my field of view. I was like, oh, <laughs> hey, buddy. Our friend yeah. Cody Beaver can get a phone out of his pocket quicker than anybody else. <laughs> 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 you the water he, Every time we hit a stump, that dude's got the phone out. He's like, <laughs> you know why? Because okay. he's got 3,800 landowner contacts in that phone. <laughs> <laughs> just the sweet old ladies that he met, and who knows where that yeah. he's always trying to just sweet gotta up. Got to send a Christmas uh, text to or whatever. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's, That's for why. sure, man. That's cool. Well, Dude, yeah. thanks for coming down this weekend. Dude, thanks uh, for having me, man. Yeah. Seriously, it was a really, really good time. Supper so. was bad at the bone. Yeah, Thank was. you, man. Thank it you, was. And uh, sharing the boat was fun, too, man. I'm glad that um, I could uh, have you there to kind of run middleman between me and my granddad. You Dude, know it was I mean? a great time. <laughs> it was a good time. So I did yeah. like at the very end. Um, so a lot of guys don't know. I don't drive boats very often. Yeah. And oh, he just, that? so I was outside the boat, standing on the dock, kind of holding there. And he just yeah. got out and started walking away. And he's like, you can you can put it on the, on the trailer, right? And I was like, I guess I'll find out how to do that. <laughs> you did a top-notch job. Thank you. I Thank told you my so dad, I was like, I don't know if he ever does this, but he's doing good. Yeah. I had to back way up to get like... Get straight. Yeah, to get and straight. Just yeah, slow for sure. and steady. It helps. Mm-hmm. You did it on a good night where there wasn't a lot of wind. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, for sure. And there wasn't like a stack behind me that people... Yeah. Would, yeah. yeah. That was one of the first but, things I learned to do, too. It's like first levels of anxiety I ever had was, hey, because... <laughs> That's not just a new, like, 80-year-old pop thing. It's been that way since I was a little kid, like to <laughs> throw you into the fire, you know? And uh, 154 boat ramp, which is arguably arguably the busiest boat ramp in the lake. 
He'd be like, back me in, boy. Oh, gosh. You know, I'm yeah. 10 years old. Yeah. <laughs> Backing in a truck. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh. it's, it's a two-lane boat ramp that I'm turning into a one. <laughs> you know, everyone's mad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's fun. It was, well, I like to, we were talking about earlier, uh, there's like a dock, really nice dock. Yeah. Um, and so, like, we launched the boat, and you go park the truck. I walk out on the dock to get on the boat because I thought that's what you do. Yeah. Like, you launch a boat. And Pop pulls up to a rock um, <laughs> right next to the boat ramp. And he, like, looks at me like, what are you doing over there? And so I walk over there. And I kind of, like, climb. He's like, can you climb on? I was like, yeah. So I climb over. And you you do the same thing. You're, like, over on the dock, and you walk over there. And, and he has to reposition the boat um, around the dock to get you on the rock. And you're like, man, too bad they put that dang dock there. You can be able to turn around easier. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> the dock's in the way. And Pop just kind of nods his head. Like, yeah, he's like, I've used this rock tons of times, man. It was a good rock. It was. Man. It was. It was a There's good been one. some good Pop stories on the podcast. It's a good time, We had man. KC's dad. Butch, which is literally, we've had more requests for him, I think, than any other guest we've ever had. Uh, after we had him on, though, um, we had a lot of pop stories, man, and it seems like he, uh, he ain't scared of much. No, he's not. <laughs> he's not. He's, man, I love him to death. He is getting older, you know, so you kind of got to watch out for him a little bit. And uh, it's pretty cold this morning. It's probably 48, 50 when we hit the, hit the water, you know. The dude's got on... Um, a button-up shirt and an undershirt, but the button it ain't even a flannel. I mean, it's yeah, a, thin, thin. That yeah. old seventies. He's like, I got a jacket. <laughs> like, no, you don't. We sit on a boat, and you're like, man, where's your jacket? I got a jacket on. He's like, no, you just have that on. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, he's maybe should wear a flannel. Yeah. Yep. And by the time we got back to the truck tonight, he was like, uh, how do you turn the heat on in the truck? Yeah. <laughs> You're going 80. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, it was hot, but yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's at that weird stage of like. Um, I also don't want to give up my jacket to him, but probably the next time I'll have to give him my jacket. This time, we'll see if he learns a lesson. If not, <laughs> if next time I'll wow, give him. Wow, he's 82 years old, Casey. You're, like, you're, admitting, away, you're admitting to trying to teach him a lesson. Oh, man. <laughs> trying. Trying. Is, is I the, like him because he, about halfway oh, like through him. the day, he goes, <laughs> don't give me He goes, when are you off work next? I said, what are you getting at? He goes, when can you come back down and fish with us? And I was like, okay. Yeah. Okay, I like you, man. Yeah. So, good. Good, good yeah. people. Yeah, he's, he's always willing people. to invite, man, for sure, especially mm-hmm. if you will uh, get up and do stuff for him. <laughs> he's, he's getting to that point now where, like, he just kind of – he's sitting in that chair all day. He didn't really do much. But I'm glad he's out there. Yeah, know? man. He enjoyed himself, I think. So, yeah. I mean, we, we were out there from, what, 9 to 7? Oh, he missed a nap. He went home went to bed. I guarantee you that. Oh, yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. What would uh, Pop have done if you handed him a sicker jacket and – would he have been real surprised at how warm it is? And light. He wouldn't even thought. He didn't know how sick it is, I bet you. I'm just saying, like, yeah. what he had said, what he had mentioned, like, oh, that's a nice jacket. Oh, my goodness, we haven't told the best story. <laughs> so, we always have this thing about um, Pop hates artificial. Hates it. Think it's stupid. All right? And he ain't caught a fish all day. <laughs> He's been dabbing around this brush pile on this beaver lodge with his crappie minna and his salty for probably 30 minutes. So I finally get up there with a jig. Because, I mean, y'all know, oh, beaver no. lodges are where it's at. Oh, no. Right? I toss this thing right at the mouth of that beaver lodge. I feel it. Dun, 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 and then I hit it just a couple times. Dun, 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 and boom. You, I felt so Set the hook. Jerk the fish up. It's a solid two-pounder. Maybe even an under. Like a solid tournament fish, you know? And uh, I... Pull it up and say, all right, about that artificial and pop just not even looking so skinny. <laughs> he's like, I don't even think you asked him about it. You pull it out. I mean, it's still on the line. He goes, oh, it looks a little skinny. Yeah. <laughs> just, 
That's it. Bone to fish all day. Well, and I think the best part about it too was we were like kind of there's like a there's like a log here. Casey's trying to like trying to position the boat so he can throw on the other side of this log. Pop's trying to get his into this little cove so he can stick his uh, cane pole closer to the bank. So and like you're you're going, hey, I'm in this tree thing, and he's like does not care. He's like unhooked so I can get closer and throw this crappie jig in there. And I see he pulls that bass out and he's like ah skinny, skinny, <laughs> skinny. Oh man, well yeah, pop stories can go on and on. But it's, it's yeah, oh it has become part of the nomenclature. We hit skinny quite a few times today. Yeah, it's a little skinny. Oh man, yeah, but uh, I think it's getting late enough to where we can shut this thing down and get some sleep. We got church in the morning, but yeah, um, for sure. They know I'm glad we got to hang out, man. It's my uh, pleasure, man. For uh, people, you know, who are hearing you on our podcast the first time this time, where can they figure out where you're at? Yeah, so Hunt Fish Eat Podcast, the name mm-hmm. of the podcast. Um, on Instagram, Hunt Fish Eat Podcast. If you go to Apple, iTunes, um, Spotify, any of that's Hunt Fish Eat Podcast. Facebook, same thing, Hunt Fish yeah. Eat Podcast. So hunt-fish-eat.com um, is our website. But, yeah, yeah, I just got started about a year ago, and um, I like to hunt, fish, and eat. So, Man, it's very <laughs> complicated. Very basic. I like yeah. it. You know, you're, you're based, as the kids say these days. So. Very yeah. on brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Better than being basted. <laughs> <laughs> like turkeys, though. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a signature sign-off that you normally do? Um, catch on the flip-flop. That's what I usually say. You say it a lot? hmm At the end of the podcast, kind of like that. So. Okay. All right. So, mm-hmm. you wear flip-flops? No. No? Mm-hmm. I'm not that kind of guy. Me neither. I'm closed to man. Catch you on the sandals? Catch you on the Keens, man. Catch you on the Keens. I, I, I've heard people call them Jerusalem cruisers um, because, you know, Jesus probably wore sandals. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought it was because, like, the like yuppie Christians that go visit Jerusalem usually wear Keens <laughs> when they go over there. That could be it, too. I don't know if it's pejorative, but, um, yeah. yeah. I heard people call them mandals. Yeah, yeah. Sandals. it's very, very much um, like a SBC youth minister shoe. You know, hundred percent, hundred percent, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, Hunter, thanks for uh, joining us on this thing, man. Thanks for saving my life so I could be here mm-hmm. on this podcast, man. Yeah, yeah. perfect. Well, Took you to the promised land. Yeah, <laughs> with oatmeal pies. <laughs> oatmeal. Those things were frozen solid, dude. Mm-hmm. Wait, yeah. yeah. I in my up. shirt. Yeah, five minutes. Well, I'm about to eat one of these frozen sausages. So, guys, remember, this is your element. Live in it. You ever get that feeling the walls closing in, the concrete jungle suffocating you? You crave some wide open spaces, the chance to connect with nature, maybe in a spot all your own. Well, head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, streams, you name it. Search by acreage. You can search by location. You can search by the kind of hunting and fishing you're dreaming of. Land.com. It is where the adventure begins. Hey, we're going to take a little break here and talk about interstate batteries. Now, if you're like me, enjoying the great outdoors, you need gear that is as reliable as it gets. That's why I power my adventures with interstate batteries. I use interstate batteries in my boats. I use interstate batteries in my camper. Great for your truck, too. From Alaska to Montana, they're outrageously dependable. Battery is essential. With over 150,000 dealer locations, finding one is easy. For all your vehicles, land or sea, choose Interstate. Head to interstatebatteries.com and find your power today.